The Covenant Podcast exists to discuss doctrine, theology, and the biblical worldview from a covenantal Baptist perspective. We pray that this resource will be edifying to you and glorifying to the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, let's get started. Welcome to the Covenant Podcast. Austin McCormick here with my co-host, Jimmy Johnson. And uh, today we are coming to you with exciting news that we would like to release. And I'm going to give that privilege and honor to Jimothy to do during this time, or excuse me, Jimmy, (laughs) during this time. So Jimmy, would you please uh, give us our announcement that we would like to release to our audience? I would love to, and thank you for the introduction. I am happy to be called Jimothy by you. But as for our announcement, or or the exciting announcement, as Austin said, we at Covenant Podcast are actually going to be coming out with a, a blog called Covenant Confessions. And, and that terminology, confessions, of course, is coming from our, our adherence to the 1689 Confession of Faith, but also alluding back to the greater tradition like Augustine's. Confessions, which is a wonderful book, as well as a wonderful example and expression of Christian piety and a understanding of God's grace to redeem sinners like us. Now, both of us understand that there are several blogs out there, several good Christian blogs out there that are worth reading. So we've come out with this one just to to offer even more content from a good and confessional Baptist perspective. Our, our vision statement is that we desire to equip God's people with content that both informs and encourages from a 1689 perspective, and we will do that by producing as well as hosting articles on a systematic, biblical, historical, and pastoral theology, and we'll also try to curate content that we find interesting or helpful that is in line with our principles. So that means in practice weekly we'll we'll come out with an article that links to to various other resources by brothers or sisters that we admire that speak on various issues from from a perspective that is in line with what we believe to be biblical and sound as summarized in the 1689 confession so our hope in doing this is just to provide more rich positive content from from the historic Christian faith. And and there are going to be several articles on there, but I'll go ahead and let Austin talk about um, his desire and the blog. Well, before I talk about uh, that topic, I do want to apologize to my audience. I uh, we, we do typically try to keep the podcast no nonsense. And because of uh, social distancing, we have become a little bit stir crazy uh, and we have been really silly before we recorded the podcast so I apologize for calling Jimmy Jimothy that said we do have a desire in sharing the content of this blog for me personally I would like to improve as a writer um, I am going to be writing some reflections upon some of Charles Spurgeon's uh, sermons. Uh, that's something also I want to do is work through a, a reading a bunch of his 
sermons. And if I'm able to write to what I've read, obviously I'll be able to digest the content of those sermons a little bit uh, deeper than if I just brushed through and read them. So uh, that's one of my desires in blogging. Also, hopefully I will be producing good content for the people in my own local congregation at Shepherd Baptist Church and whoever else desires to uh, read through this blog. So Jimmy, what are uh, some of your goals, desires, purposes in wanting to blog? I mean, for me personally, I really just want to improve as well as a writer and as a theologian. And I want to be able to link to content for for members in my own congregation. And it's pretty timely in this time of social distancing, but just as another way to provide stuff for my people and and the church broadly. But I also want to give other other maybe less well-known brothers and sisters in Christ who who desire to write and think about biblical and theological and historical things from a 1689 perspective and opportunity and a place to where they can they can have that content published on the website in a a manner that looks nice uh, as our website we are attempting to make it look good as well but just also to to have access to what followers we have on Covenant Podcast and to get their content out to them as well. Uh, with that said, we want to take some time now to uh, give a sneak peek or maybe a snapshot of some of the content that we are producing before the blog is post. So Jimmy, would you go ahead and start us, tell us a little bit about uh, what you'll be reading from and then give us a sneak peek of what you'll be reading from. So, Currently, there are five articles that will come out initially, as, and there may be a couple more by the time the, the blog is released for the public to read. But out of the five articles, I've, I've written four of them. Three of them are on Andrew Fuller, and one is on his life, one is on his impact on the modern mission movement, and then the last one is kind of four applications we can take from Charles Spurgeon his life as well as his his thought. But one of the other articles that I wrote, or the other article rather that I wrote, is on the man Samuel Pierce, and particularly lessons that we can learn from his piety. Now, Pierce was a contemporary of Andrew Fuller as well as William Carey. He was involved in the finding in the founding of the Mission Society during that time. And he was a man who who embodied evangelical Calvinism. He, he was a believer in the doctrines of grace, but also he was one who called upon sinners to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ for salvation. But we have a collection at our disposal that are accessible to us of some of his sermons, but also some of his letters, and most of them have been curated by Michael Haken, who has actually been on our podcast. But some of the lessons that I learned from reading about Samuel Pierce and also reading some of those letters they wrote as well as a few of his sermons is that we as Christians have certain traits that we should embody. And, and one of them is we should adore Christ's person. We should lo- the second one is we should love Christ's people. The third one is we should promote 
Christ's cause. So I I don't want to go into what all those mean because you'll find out by reading the article, but I believe there is a lot of valuable information as well as um, just encouragement that we can get from this elder brother in the faith and this fellow Baptist who who was confessional like we are confessional. But I will read one quote, and I, I don't think it's completely original to Samuel Pierce, but I think it's a very succinct way to talk about religion. And he says this, real religion consists in a supreme love to God and a disinterested love to man. So disinterested means um, without distinction. So loving all men, period, without distinction. So that is the sum of real religion that we ought to embody as followers of Christ, a supreme love to God and a disinterested love to man. So that's that's a snapshot of some of the stuff that you will get from the articles I'm writing. Uh, I previously mentioned that one of the things that I want to do is reflect on some of Charles Spurgeon's sermons. And the first article that I wrote actually was a reflection upon uh, Charles Spurgeon's prayer, specifically on November 2nd of 1856, uh, the first time he ascends the pulpit after the Surrey Gardens Music Hall disaster in which seven people died. And uh, I won't, like Jimmy, I won't uh, release all the information to the article because I do want to encourage you to go read it. But uh, Spurgeon, I will read his prayer. Uh, I feel like it could be applicatory to perhaps uh, some things that some of us are going through right now. Uh, And the title of the article is Blessings from Disaster. So here's what Charles Spurgeon prayed on November 2nd of 1856, the first time he ascended the pulpit. We are assembled here, O Lord, this day with mingled feelings of joy and sorrow, joy that we meet each other again, and sorrow for those who have suffered bereavements. Thanks to thy name, thanks to thy name. Thy servant feared that he should never be able to meet this congregation again, but thou hast brought him up out of the burning fiery furnace, and not even the smell of fire has passed upon him. Thou hast moreover given thy servant special renewal of strength, and he desires now to confirm those great promises of free grace which the gospel affords. Thou knowest, O Lord, our, our feelings of sorrow. We must not open the sluices of our woe, but, O God, comfort those who are lingering in pain and suffering, and cheer those who have been bereaved. Let great blessings rest upon them, the blessings of the covenant of grace and of this world too. And now, O Lord, bless thy people. We have loved one another with a pure heart fervently. We have rejoiced in each other's joy. We have wept together in our sorrow. Thou hast welded us together and made us one in doctrine, one in practice, and one in holy love. Oh, that it may be said of each individual now present with us that he is bound up in the bundle of life. O Lord, we thank thee even for all the slander and calumny and malice which thou hast allowed the enemy to honor us. And we pray thee to grant that we may Never give them any real cause to blaspheme thy holy name. We ask this for our Lord Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. So in this article, I reflect upon this prayer, and I hope that you will consider reading it. I hope that you'll consider uh, reading 
uh, some of the articles that Jimmy has contributed to the Covenant Confessions blog that will be released soon. That said, uh, we do want to offer more encouragements on top of this prayer from Charles Spurgeon that I mentioned is very applicable during these times. So uh, Jimmy's going to read a passage of scripture. Uh, Would you do that, Jimmy? Yeah, Psalm 95, beginning in verse 3, says this, For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hand are the depths of the earth, and the heights of the mountains are his also. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker, for he is our God and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. And in this psalm, we are reminded that regardless of what is going on outside of us, regardless of whether or not we understand the circumstances or or we are discouraged by the various calamities that come upon us, including the, the ones of late in our broader culture, that God is still sovereign that he still reigns. And the psalmist moves in Psalm 95 from talking about God's reign and sovereignty, as well as his creation and providence over that which he created, to calling upon his readers to not act like the wilderness generation, to not doubt God and his provision and his salvation. So if I could encourage you a little bit, As the psalm begins in verse 1, O come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Even amid these trials that we find ourselves going through, whether it be loneliness or illness or anxiety, let us not forget to come with joy and sing praises to our God, knowing that He is in control, that the world that he made is in his hands and upheld by his power, and that he is sovereign over all things, including what is going on now. And he is still worthy of our praise, even amid lament and suffering. I also just want to add on to that a few verses, which... Really, I'll be piggybacking exactly off of what Jimmy said. Uh, And just a few psalms, Psalm 93, Psalm 97, Psalm 99, in a short range of psalms, uh, the psalmist reiterates multiple times at the beginning of these psalms that the Lord reigns. Psalm 93, verse 1 says, The Lord reigns. He is robed in majesty. The Lord is robed. He has put on strength as his belt. Yes, the world is established. It shall never be moved. Psalm 97.1 says, The Lord reigns. Let the earth rejoice. Let the many coastlands be glad. Psalm 99.1 says, The Lord reigns. Let the peoples tremble. He sits enthroned upon the cherubim. Let the earth quake. So we have the idea of our Lord, uh, our God, Yahweh, as the king over all of creation. And as Jimmy just said, we want to encourage you with uh, 
the sovereignty of God during these times, that he is in fact in control of all things, uh, that there is a purpose behind why things are happening. It's not completely meaningless. And that uh, although situations under the sun may look difficult for us during these times, God reigns supremely over it. Jimmy, Jimmy, do you have any other final words of encouragement before we sign off here today? Well, I mean, if somebody's looking for sermons that are encouraging during this time, Austin pointed me to one by Samuel Waldron, um, and we can link to that in the show notes. But also there was another one by Samuel Renahan that also dealt with some of these same subjects that would be be worth the worth a listen, and, and it, it, I'm prayerful, and I believe that it would be encouraging. Both of them would be of encouragement to the people. But as a final encouragement for what we've been talking about today, when the blog releases, or I encourage you to, to read it and, and to give us feedback, whether that be positive feedback or, or criticism. We are not above criticism. We want it to be a good and helpful resource to those. And if you desire to write an article, then I encourage you to get in contact with us one way or another, whether that is leaving a comment or the website will, when it comes up, have a, a contact option. And that would be a way for you to get in contact with us and have an article published by us. So I encourage you to do that. If, if you have something you'd like to write about from a confessional Reformed Baptist standpoint, then by all means, send us an article and we'd, we'd love to, to promote it and, and get it out there for you. And that will be at covenantconfessions.com, correct? Yes. All right. Well, we'll make sure to link to that in the show notes. Thank you for listening to our episode today. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Covenant Baptist Theological Seminary. CBTS exists to provide ministerial training in the context of a confessional local church. They are, among other things, confessional, Baptist, affordable, accessible, and accredited. You can learn more about them at cbtseminary.org. That is cbtseminary.org. Thank you for listening to the Covenant Podcast. If you've enjoyed this resource or you simply like the Covenant Podcast, head on over to our iTunes page, subscribe, and leave us a review. We are also available via Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, YouTube, and Podbean. Thank you for listening to the Covenant Podcast. Grace and peace to you.